I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. Well, the good news is we now have Fauci's emails. But there's bad news. And no, it's not the contents of the emails. The bad news is not what happened. It's what's coming. You want to know what's coming? I'm going to tell you next on I'm Right. Nobody cares about you. Hold on, hold on. Let me explain. Let me explain. Obviously, you have family and friends who care very deeply about you. That's not what I'm saying. But the people in charge of you, I want you to understand something. There are two things, actually, you need to understand about them. They don't care about you, and they're not more capable than you. 
Now, both of those things, both the things I just brought up are hard for people to accept. And not just men or women, not Americans or Germans or Chinese or anybody else, human beings in general. We're made this way. We want to believe the people in charge of us. They are somehow smarter or more capable than we are. Definitely more knowledgeable, right? And they care about us. That's not, that's not, it doesn't make me a bad person to admit the truth to you, but I understand that's a hard truth that right now probably has you squirming in your chair. Let me explain. I have, because I've had a bit of a different life, not necessarily the standard media life, I've had the opportunity to meet people from every single walk of life you can imagine. The poorest of the poor, Americans, foreigners, the richest, the most politically powerful, you name it, I've had the chance to sit down or in some way interact with these people. And you know what I've taken away from all this life experience of meeting the Speaker of the House here, or this billionaire here, and this really poor guy here, and this guy in Iraq, and this guy here? You know what I've taken away from it? People are all the same. They're all the same. Yeah, there's a couple little differences here, little differences there. That girl's a little better looking. That guy's a little smarter. This guy has a skill set. She has a different skill set that may help them become more marketable, maybe better set of parents. Maybe she's a little bit savvier, better sense of humor. Little things, but for the most part, people are the same. You know what people are interested in? Themselves. You know what people's IQ is? Other people's IQ? Same as your. It's not higher. It's not lower. But in the wake of a disaster, especially, when there's some kind of scary thing out there, we do the worst thing we can possibly do as human beings, not as Americans, as human beings. When there's a new virus that hits our shores, we do the worst thing. We say to ourselves, there are really smart people in charge, much smarter than me, much more educated and knowledgeable. I couldn't figure this out. I'm just a construction worker. I'm an accountant. I'm a lawyer. I'm a, I could, I'm not capable of doing what the almighty God like doctors can do. We say they're capable and smarter than us. And we say, not only are they capable and smarter, they care about us and they're out to keep us safe. But the truth is, all the people you see on television, even the ones in the white lab coats, they're just like you. They're just like the homeless guy up the road. They're just like the guy flipping burgers at the fast food joint, just like the Fortune 500 CEO. In general, they care about themselves, and in general, they're not any smarter than you at all. We're about to go over Dr. Fauci's emails here. I'll be as brief about it as humanly possible. But the lesson I want you to take from this when we get to the back end is not that Dr. Fauci's the Antichrist scumbag. Maybe he is. I don't know. But that's not what I want you to take from tonight. What I want you to take from tonight is this. The next time something happens that scares me, this is you talking to yourself, the next time something happens that scares me, I will not trust the system. That's what you must take away from this. It's not about coronavirus. It's not about Dr. Fauci. It's about the future, your future and your kids' future. Now, what happened? Well. Somebody did a Freedom of Information Act release. It was actually BuzzFeed. I want to give them credit. They did an FOIA release, and they got Dr. Fauci's emails. Again, government, government employee, so you have access with limits to his emails. You get to say, you get to see what he's saying to people. Well, I want, before I go to this first one, I want you to think about something for a moment. Just pause for a moment. I want you to think about face masks. I want you to think about everything the system, including Dr. Fauci himself, has said to you about face masks. You have to wear them, wear them all the time. Kids have to wear them. Fish have to wear them. Old people have to wear them. Don't just wear one. Wear five. Wear as many as humanly possible. Just lay in a pile of face masks to protect yourself. Ah! Everyone's told you that, right? You've seen the little signs all over the storefront. Face mask required. We care about safety. That's weird, because I have right in front of me an email from some guy to an Obama staffer. This is back in February 2020. You know what this guy had to say to the staffer? This is what he had to say. It's going to blow you away. Masks are really for infected people. 
to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected, rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring the infection. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit and keep out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend you wear a mask. Now, who, who wrote that email? Telling people that un people who aren't infected shouldn't wear a mask and it's not going to protect them? Who in the world? Hang on, let me see if I can go through my papers here. Oh, oh, Anthony Fauci's his name. That was Anthony Fauci who, who wrote that. That's funny. I mean, it is consistent with what he said in March of 2020. You remember this, Jim? Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Oh, good, good. Okay, well, he's been consistent then, right? Hmm. No, actually, he wasn't. If you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. Hmm. Makes common sense, right? Now now you have to wear more than one mask. And then, of course, he went on, everyone has to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. But you've heard him. You remember that stupid interview we did on TV where he told the TV host her kids should be wearing a mask in a playground. Now, again, I don't want to make Dr. Fauci out to be the Antichrist. I mean, he may be. Maybe he should be in prison. I mean, look, financial damage alone, the guy should be brought up on charges, in my opinion. But set that aside. That's, that's probably not going to happen because he's a servant of the system. So set that aside. Because this is not the this is not the Fauci's the devil segment. This is the what do I learn from this segment? That's what we're always trying to do, right? What do I learn from this? Well, did Dr. Fauci get smarter or dumber over time? No. Dr. Fauci is simply a human being. Again, just like you, just like the politician, the senator, the CEO, the homeless guy, the criminal, the American, the Iraqi. The Brazilian, the Chinese, the German, they're all the same. Dr. Fauci's an average person. Well, most of us are average, right? He's an average person, average intellect. And Dr. Fauci is worried about what? Is he worried about you? No. He's worried about Dr. Fauci. Remember that whole asymptomatic spread thing? I mean, we were fed all, kind of, fed all kinds of misinformation about asymptomatic spread. Well, here's an email from Dr. Fauci to a German science journalist flip-flopping on that. Quote, error in my statement to you, I meant to say that most transmissions occur from someone who is symptomatic, not asymptomatic. I'm really tired. Not much sleep these days. Now, Dr. Fauci was even warned by somebody who graduated from Cornell's medical school at this. He was warned about Wuhan lab viruses. The guy told him, hey, uh, uh, psh, you actually might want to look into this. You know, Dr. Fauci, the guy who's been acting shocked at the very notion that thing could have come out of Wuhan lab? Well, he was warned back in February of 2020. You know what he did? Forwarded it to somebody after receiving this and told him, please handle it. Please handle it. So there's a researcher out there who's tied to this Wuhan lab, right? You know, the one that released the virus? That's funny, because Dr. Fauci was thanked by one of those researchers tied to the Wuhan lab for dismissing the lab leak theory. Quote, I just wanted to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin from COVID-19 from a bat to human spillover, not a human lab release. Now, I just want to pause there for just a brief moment again. You remember that? I remember that very well. When this virus first started hitting our shores and we were told it originated in bat soup or something like that, how absurd that was, and the entire system told you that was a fact. No, it wasn't China's fault. A Chinese lab in Wuhan, what? I didn't even, there is one? That's news to me. Anyway, it's those crazy bats. Can't trust them, it's clearly from the bats. 
And isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how everything they tried to tell you in the beginning protected China? Not America, not you, right? Not you, but it all protected China. China's reputation, China's bottom line. It's funny how that worked out. So I just want to remind you the gain-of-function conversation that Dr. Fauci had with Rand Paul as well. You know, Rand Paul's just been destroying Dr. Fauci in front of Congress for his hypocrisy and his lies. I want you to remember this. This is from May 11th. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research. research. I don't favor gain-of-function research in China. You are saying things that are not correct. The NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute. Well, now we know that all that was a lie. There is a funny tweet out there today from Rand Paul. I love social media. I love that we have the most powerful people in the world just blasting their thoughts out there for everyone. There's a tweet out there from Rand Paul today. All it says is, told you. Now, again, I want you to remember, I am not here today to tell you that Dr. Fauci is the Antichrist. That is not what this is about. But you remember Dr. Fauci on the cover of Vanity Fair. Dr. Fauci throw it out the first pitch at a baseball game. Dr. Fauci has a big book coming out. Documentary series backed by Disney. I want you to remember this. Dr. Fauci loves coronavirus. Coronavirus is the greatest thing that ever happened to a nameless, faceless government employee who you never heard of before coronavirus hit our shores. And now he's going to be sitting at home writing checks for that brand new house and brand new boat and brand new pool all while you lost your small business. I'm not saying that to you to make you angry. I'm sure you're plenty angry enough. I'm not even saying that to you to just dog on Dr. Fauci. I am saying that to you for this reason and this reason only. There will be another disaster. I promise you there will. I I don't want it to happen. I don't know when it'll happen. It could be tomorrow. It could be 30 years from now. There's going to be another disaster. And when that disaster comes, natural disaster, another virus of some kind, whatever the case may be, when that disaster comes, the system is going to tell you, surrender your freedom, do what we say, We care about you. We have your best interest at heart. We're only in this for you, not ourselves. Do what we say. Just get on your knees and do what you're told. They're going to tell you that again. And just like they did this last time, just like they did this last time, whatever the disaster is, they're going to scare you. And it's going to feel real. You remember last time, all the pictures of people dying in piles in the Italian hospitals, and this is coming to America. Millions will die. Every newscast, people dead, mass graves. They're going to make it feel very, very real for you again. But the next time a disaster hits, instead of using this, use this. Just know. I don't care if it says doctor in front of their name, senator, president, mayor, governor. I don't care if they call themselves a scientist. The person speaking to you through the television set or the article you're reading on your phone, that person's IQ is not one inch higher than yours. I don't care how many fancy degrees they have. And that person doesn't care about you at all. That person cares about that person. And whatever they're saying, they're saying on behalf of themselves. That is a fact. And all that may have made you uncomfortable. But dang, I am right. Now, we also need a massive influx of guts in Congress. That's what we need. Mammoth Nation is out there on a mission to find people of courage. They're doing it every single day. They're getting them elected. People who care about the causes you care about. 
you, you get a double whammy here. When you become a member of Mammoth Nation, and I'm not telling you to do anything I haven't done. I'm a lifetime member. When you become a member of Mammoth Nation, your, your money goes to support those candidates, to support that cause. What do you get? Discounts. Unbelievable discounts on travel, hotels, shopping, wireless, telehealth, more things that I could never name. Go become a member today. MammothNation.com slash Jesse. That's MammothNation.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. According to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al-Qaeda, white supremacists. What? Don't you find this whole white supremacy thing to be odd? If you do, well, good news and bad news. The good news is I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain why they do that. The bad news is you're not going to like the answer at all. One, he's right. The intelligence community does say that. That actually makes things worse. What everyone is saying in the system is white supremacy, white domestic terrorists, white nationalists. I mean, this is coming from the FBI, too, all of them. Why does the system say that? Because it's not. I mean, let's be honest. There's not a significant white supremacist problem of any kind in this country. There's just not. I mean, are, are there racist people of every color here? Sure, but there's not. White supremacists? When's the last time you saw any organized white supremacists? Five fat KKK guys standing on the corner with 30 cops surrounding them, otherwise the massive crowd will beat them to a pulp? There isn't a white supremacist problem. In fact, there's nothing worse you can be right now in America, which frankly is absurd, right? I mean, nobody wants to be a racist or a white supremacist, don't get me wrong, but that's the worst thing you could be? Not, not murderers and pedophiles and all these people? We've, we've made white supremacists to be like the, the worst thing in the world? I mean, it's awful, but what? That's public enemy number one? But it is, right? What if, it, what if it came out, and what you think about you? What if it came out you sent a racially inappropriate text to a buddy five years ago? And I know you did, don't lie. I know you did. All right, seriously. Let's say you did, and it came out somehow. What would happen to you? Let's say it wasn't even that bad, but it's, obvious, it's obviously racist enough to be shouldn't have sent it. What would happen to you? Well, for one, let's just get one thing out of the way. Goodbye to your job. See you. You're fired instantly. It'll get brought to your employer's attention. You're fired. He's not going to withstand that kind of heat. Two, you're not only unemployed, you're unemployable. Three, 
depending on how bad the media mobs on you, your kids probably won't be able to go to school. Your wife will have to disable her Facebook page. The death threats will come in hot and heavy. And almost undoubtedly, depending on where you are, you will have violent mobs out in front of your home. And if the cops show up, it won't be to protect you. It'll be to protect them. If you get the scarlet letter of white supremacist on you, you're finished in this country. Okay, well, look, it's not like we need more white supremacism, but let's not, not act like it's a big problem. People are scared to utter a word about race now for the fear of getting labeled with the ultimate scarlet letter of white supremacists. So what are they talking about since it doesn't exist in any real organized fashion now? What are they talking about? Well, here's what they're talking about. You. All they're doing, all this white supremacist, white domestic terrorist talk, FBI's gravely concerned, uh, they're not actually worried about white supremacy, nor do they care about it. None of these people care about racism or any of that other stuff. What they're doing is setting you up to be a domestic terrorist so they then have the freedom to use the force of the government against you. That's why we have idiots like Christopher Wray running the FBI. By the way, Trump's hire, I should point out, Christopher Wray running the FBI, standing before Congress talking about white supremacy is the biggest domestic terror threat. We've had Antifa and Black Lives Matter killing people and burning down cities for, for a year, for over a year. White supremacy. What a stupid thing to say. But it's not a mystery why they do it. They're doing it so they can make you a criminal and a traitor. They're doing it so the FBI can wiretap your phone. Oh, that Facebook picture. Did you see, Bob? Facebook picture with a MAGA hat on? Somebody get a hold of the FBI. We might have one of those terrorists on our hands. That's why they're doing it. It's not more complicated than that. It's not more complicated than that. Now, I realize that's tough to hear, right? Because that's frightening. But you understand the FBI is gone, right? You cannot trust the FBI anymore. You get that. And that hurts for me to say. Look, I will tell you, look, I'll be totally forward with you here. I was a young boy. I loved the FBI. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. What well, would be cool to be one of the guys with the big yellow FBI letters on his jacket, maybe some sunglasses on, saying hi to the pretty girls. I actually sent him, I remember as a kid, I sent him a little letter saying, I'm going to join the FBI one day. And they sent me back some big packet. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. It was, I was a special, special agent or something. Well, yeah, you can't do that anymore. And don't do this thing I know you're doing. And I see people say this, and it drives me insane. They say things like, well, Jesse, it's, it's, not the, it's not the guys on the ground. Those are the salt of the earth. It's only the leadership. Yeah, okay, I, I don't dispute that. The guys on the ground are great, but leadership is the organization. If your local burger joint if it was all of a sudden taken over and run by a manager and an assistant manager who had a policy where they simply believe all the burgers should have spit on them. It's the manager and the assistant manager. That's just what they believe. Burgers should have a fresh coat of spit on every single one of them. Well, you come back at me and say, but Jesse, I, I know the fry cook over there. He's the best. And I know the cashier. She is the hardest working young lady. So don't, don't, don't dog the whole burger place. You got to still eat there. No, that's not how it works at all. The leadership of an organization is the organization because they decide the direction of, of the organization. And those men and women on the ground, the good ones, and there are plenty of good ones, I admit that, they'll be sitting out in front of your house in a van listening to your phone calls because of that domestic terrorist threat you pose. And they'll drive right by a BLM rally on their way there. And that's a fact. Now, on to what else Joe Biden said, because he's getting crushed for this by everybody on the right. He comes out, he comes out and he says this about black entrepreneurs and lawyers and accountants. And here's what he said. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have... They, they, they don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. Does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off from the investments those people make? And I promise you, that's why I set up the National Small Business Administration that's much broader, because they're going to get those loans. 
They don't have lawyers. They don't have accountants. Now, obviously, everybody on the right is freaking out today about this. And they're saying, oh, that's so racist. Joe Biden's a racist. Let me caution you against that for a second. Be careful throwing around the words of the communists. That's the communist words. And what it's, what's happened in this country is the words have lost meaning. I mean, everyone acts like they care the most about it, but they've lost meaning. So let's just say this. I don't know that Joe Biden is some racist. I, I don't know that. But what Joe Biden is, is he's a guy who thinks nothing's changed in America. I don't know that this makes him a racist who hates black people, but I do know this because he's been caught saying this stuff several times now, several times. Remember when he brought up voter ID and he said, well, black and brown people can't get online. He actually said it. (laughs) Joe Biden simply believes that black people, all of them, because all black people are a monolith, right? They're not simply all individuals who are different. They're all a monolith to Joe Biden. One, they're a monolith. And two, they're all poor and stupid. That's what Joe Biden believes. You can call him a racist or not, but it's come out several times. It just comes out of him. Maybe that's the dementia or, or whatever it is, but the truth just comes vomiting out of him, whatever he thinks at the time. It's not that Joe Biden is a card-carrying racist. It's that when Joe Biden looks at a black person, Joe Biden makes judgments automatically. I know this because he said it several times. He looks at a black person and says to himself, oh man, that guy's poor and dumb. Probably doesn't even have the internet. Definitely doesn't have an accountant. (laughs) As if black people aren't already successful entrepreneurs with accountants and lawyers and everything else. That's not how Joe Biden looks at the world. But look, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? America, you get what you voted for. You get what you voted for. Is it embarrassing to have that guy as president of the United States? Yeah. I've said it already several times. I get hate mail about it. I wish Kamala Harris would take over. And I understand she's like the worst person on the face of the planet. And I may just eventually just slam my head into the desk on air one day playing that voice of hers. It's just too much. But at least she's a fully functional adult. I'm embarrassed having Joe Biden as president just because he's not functional, right? But he tells you what he really thinks because there ain't no filter in there anymore. It's what he thinks about you. But hey, no more mean tweets. All right. Now... Home title theft, I want you to understand this. People talk a lot about credit card theft. Credit card theft doesn't cost you a dime. You just call the company and they rewind it all. Home title theft, well, take it from the guy who did it. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that, that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Sound like fun? They will evict you from your home, or you will spend tens of thousands of dollars on a lawyer, or... You can just go get home title lock. They detect any tampering and shut it down immediately. I have it. It's, it's wonderful. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today. HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code RADIO that gets you 30 free days of protection. We'll be back. Well, Ron DeSantis seems to be already running for president. I I don't know that there's any debate in that. This is a man who wants to run for president. And look, if you're going to run for president in the GOP, do whatever Ron DeSantis is doing. Here's him signing a bill barring men from competing against women in sports. In Florida, we're going to do what's right. We'll stand up to corporations. They are not going to dictate the policies in this state. We will stand up to groups like the NCAA who think that they should be able to dictate the policies in different states. Not here, not ever. That almost looks like, what's that word? Leadership. Joining me now is Florida's conservative journalist, Brendan Leslie. Brendan, where did Ron DeSantis come from? You know, that's a good question, because uh, if you look back at the race in 2018, he really wasn't 
the top dog until Donald Trump came in with the endorsement and said that this is the guy, and that really propelled him. So really, he just came out of nowhere. Is he uniquely vulnerable, or does he have some vulnerability to getting taken down? Because, look, I have a bunch of screenshots here from news stories that are going after him. I mean, they've gone after him a whole bunch. I'm assuming that's going to get a whole lot worse leading up to 2024. The system is scared of him, wants to take him down. Or is he pretty squeaky clean as far as we know? Uh, as far as scandals and what I've heard from behind closed doors and everything, there's really nothing out there. So it's really just going to be your your typical Trump tactics to take him down. But the thing with him that's better than what Donald Trump is, he can handle the media a lot better, and his 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 presence and his likability is a lot is a lot better than Donald Trump to the moderates. So that's going to be key for him moving forward. Why better? Just because he's just a little bit more calmer in his demeanor and everything. I always joked about Donald Trump. I was like, I wish I was his PR publicist just to get him to tone it down in certain areas. I know that's what we all love about Donald Trump, but that's his, you know, his MAGA, MAGA fans. It's the moderates and the independents that you really need to win over. And Ron DeSantis is doing that with the way he carries himself. Okay. Uh, well, what's the relationship between DeSantis and Trump? It's a good one. I mean, Trump is definitely a close mentor to him. If Donald Trump decides to put all his eggs into the DeSantis basket in 22 and push him to be president, there's no chance of anyone else winning that Republican ticket. What's straight masculine man pride month? So I jokingly went on Twitter when I saw that the Biden administration said, hey, it's uh, Pride Month this June. And I said, you know what? It's Masculine Pride Month. Florida's conservative journalist Brendan Leslie announces that June will be Masculine Pride Month. That's something we need to focus on more in this country. You see China and Russia training their men to be men because they see us as vulnerable. Ten years down the line, who knows how many sissy babies are going to be running this country and maybe we're going to be uh, open to innovation. Who knows? It's not something we should take lightly. And this feminizing of our military, of our men, our society, I think is the number one attack on our society and could be the downfall of it. Explain. Well, you see, at all the greatest societies and, and cultures were always dominated by real men. That's no flaw. It's There's no reason to attack this, the masculinity in uh, our society. You see it. If a, if a child is without a father in his household, he is more likely to lead to crime and he's just more likely to be a bad person in our society. So if you keep demonizing the men and, and make us the minority, can you sit, can you, can anyone say honestly that we're going to have a strong society without them? Brendan Leslie, everybody. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Jesse. All right. Now, Quitting dipping is hard. Anyone who tells you otherwise is has never done it. All right, I dipped for years. I, I know what it's like, so I'm not lecturing you and not looking down on you. I can't believe you do that. That's gross. I, I, I've done it forever. Quitting, I failed at that a lot. That stupid patch, bubble gum, I, you name it, I tried it. I tried going cold turkey. Of course, I convinced myself I could do that. Oh, I'll just quit. No. I needed to replace it with something, right? Well, that's Jake's mint chew. That's what finally worked. That's what works because it's tobacco free and it's nicotine free and it's sugar free, but it still gives me a dip to put in my lip. Go to jakesmintchew.com. They have 11 different flavors of long cut, four different flavors of the CBD pouches, which I would highly recommend. Go to jakesmintchew.com. It's what will help you finally get out of that mess jakesmintchew.com. Don't forget to use the promo code JESSE, though. That gets you not 10, but 20% off. We'll be back. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. 
you need to trust Northwest retention systems because it's all custom made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. All right. You know she's one of my favorite people. Former investment banker and current author of the book, The War on Small Business. My friend Carol Roth joins me now. Carol, now you're a big fancy investment banker and you know all these big fancy words. I'm looking at a headline here. And as you know, I went to community college. I need you to explain to me what this means. A key measure of inflation accelerated to a faster than expected 3.1% annual gain in April, which puts us at a 29-year high. Now, Carol, I know that sounds bad, but I don't know what any of the rest of those words mean. Please explain. All right. So first of all, I'm going to just mention I'm a recovering investment banker, not an actual ah. investment banker. I'm ah. somewhere on step 11 of a 12-step program. Um, what all of those fancy words means is that things are getting more expensive. That's a real fancy wrapper for that. And that means for every dollar that you earn, you can go out and buy fewer things than you could a year ago. And as I said, it's at sort of a 29-year high. The really scary thing that they don't tell you in that headline, and maybe they do in that article, is the way that our government measures inflation uh, is done in a manner to make it sound better than it actually is. So whatever number they've given you is very conservative vis-a-vis what the actual rate of inflation or the increase in the cost of goods and services happens to be. So whatever you're hearing, you know, you go to the grocery store, you go out, you're trying to buy some meat or some milk or even a head of lettuce, you can see that those prices have increased more than that whatever headline three point whatever percent. Now, Carol, okay, so the value of my dollar has gone down 3.1%. All right, I get that. More than, more than have that. We, okay, <laughs> more, more than 3.1%. Yeah. Have we seen, as this rolls down through the supply chain, have we see, do we see this instantly? Is there still more pain coming? Is there still more inflation coming? If inflation stopped today, am I going to still see more price increases? How long does this process take? So there's what's called transitory inflation. I feel like this is a Sesame Street <laughs> uh, segment. Right. Transitory, boys and girls, uh, which means temporary. And then there's the long-term inflation. There's also what's hitting the businesses and what they're passing on to the consumer. So right now, um, we know that we just had a, a situation where there was a cyber attack on a meat plant on top of the situation that they were already having challenges finding workers and getting the meat delivered, which was putting pressure on their supply chain. So if you take that meat and you're going to sell to a restaurant, first of all, there's less available than there is the demand, so the price is going to go up. Then that restaurateur, who's already having problems finding people to come back to work, and oh, by the way, has been shut down by government mandate for 14 months, and polar in parts, has to decide, do they eat that cost increase or do they pass it on to the consumer? At some point, they're already losing money. They're going to have to pass that on to the consumer. So the question becomes, how much of that when supply chains you know, come back online and things even out, how much of that stays? And I would say at least the wage piece of it, uh, particularly because the government has been competing with businesses for employees, teaching people that it's okay to stay home and the government's going to pay you, doing unemployment bonuses, and then also trying to artificially increase um, wages through minimum wage increases in some states and whatnot, that's going to put wage pressure on that I think is going to last a long time. So part of it is probably temporary, uh, you know, and that could be six months temporary, nine months temporary, but part of it is probably here to stay, and it was done by government mandate. Okay, before we move off the inflation thing, because I feel like I'm getting so much smarter, just feed me, Carol, feed me knowledge here. Before we move <laughs> off the inflation thing, in, in all seriousness, I understand this affects people, especially lower income people, more than it affects others. I mean, the, the, if the price of bread goes up 50 cents, the middle class, upper middle class guy ain't going to feel it. The poor person might. Are they, 
are they already feeling the effects whereas this is going to cost people jobs is this going to cost people their homes does it get that bad is 3.1 percent bad enough to see a big fallout for poor people is what i want to know so it's a really weird dynamic right because we have more than eight million jobs that need to be filled right now that people aren't going back into the workforce and filling. So we're in this really weird situation where we have potentially some um, you know, lack of growth coming down the pipeline in the economy, but we still have the inflation. There's a scenario which very well could happen. It's highly unusual, but it has happened before called stagflation. And stagflation is when you have these inflationary scenarios and you know wages going up, but the, but the overall economic growth has stagnated. And I think that's a real possibility based again on this sort of unprecedented uh, set of situations of Fed intervention in the markets, government spending, government <laughs> stimulus, um, and you know, and then basically turning the entire economy or a portion of the economy off, and then trying to flip it back on again. So it's this really historically unusual and unprecedented situation. We don't know what that looks like on the outside, but there are jobs available. So I don't think that piece, um, at least in the short term, comes to fruition unless you just end up having this huge skills mismatch, and you know. It, you, don't, you have the wrong people on the sidelines for the jobs that are available and you can't match them up. I just want to remind everybody, I just want to take a moment and remind everybody, there were like five of us in the very beginning of this coronavirus disaster who told you an economy is not your Netflix. You don't just point it at the screen and hit pause and then hit play again whenever you feel like it and dump stimulus money into it while you're at it. That's not how it works, idiots. Sorry, I'm sorry. All right, gas pumps, Carol. Okay, the, the gas price increase, is that still from this hack job? You mentioned the meatpacking hacking. <laughs> By the way, the meatpacking hacking is 20% of America's beef production, I should point out to people. So get ready. We're going to feel that. Are we still seeing gas prices because of the hack job? Is it because of the hack job in the White House? Why do we see this? <laughs> so I think there are a couple of things going on. Again, with your little Netflix, turn the economy off, turn the economy uh, back on scenario. We had a bit of that happen, right? We had less demand for gas and as people are getting vaccinated and getting back to work you have more so obviously that's going to come back to levels where it was before now again we're seeing that it's starting to exceed where it was before a little bit and part of that goes back to the labor issue so what happened when everybody went home is the people who drove these uh, tanker trucks basically had to find other work so they went to work for amazon and other trucking companies you can't just find a person off the street and have them drive a tanker truck filled with gasoline so unfortunately gas that was getting from one location to another is now having maybe another two days added on to the process which is adding cost to the overall supply chain which is increasing the prices so again the government's decisions the decisions to shut down parts of the economy to tell people to stay home instead of letting people manage risk for themselves are having these long-term repercussions. And part of it that nobody's talking about is the fact that the truckers haven't gone back to work in those particular jobs. Carol, is the driver shortage bad enough that we're gonna have to have women driving? <laughs> well, let's not go that far, Jesse Kelly. I think you might probably get a robot before you get a woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, listen, it's, it's a bad situation. And again, it's a specialized situation. So you're not just going to get a person off the street, man, woman, or robot, to be able to come in and do that job overnight. Or let's, let's hope that they don't let that happen. Carol Roth, everyone. The book is The War on Small Business. I highly recommend it. Thank you, Carol. Thanks, Jesse. All right. You know I'm not go by a deserted island and hide on it guy, right? I'm not that guy. I want you to be prepared, but I'm not that guy. So when I tell you about my Patriot Supply, I'm not telling you to take some drastic step and clear out your living room and fill it with cans of beans. I'm just telling you to go to preparewiththefirst.com and buy an emergency four-week food supply because that's you can save 50 bucks when you go to preparewiththefirst.com. Just four weeks. Again, I'm not telling you to dig a bunker in the center of the earth and buy your nuclear protective gear because the world's coming to an end. I'm saying 
We have another hack out there. 20% of the beef supply gone. We had a hack on oil. We are under attack. We are under attack. Our critical systems are under attack by foreign hackers. You don't know if your grocery store is going to be open tomorrow. Preparewiththefirst.com. Preparewiththefirst.com. We'll be back. It's time to lighten the mood. Isn't that enough heavy stuff for one day? Let's you and I take a moment and lighten the mood. And you know what always makes people feel good? It just always makes people feel good. An animal rescue video. Who doesn't love seeing an animal in dire straits and then rescued from the clutches of death? So sit back and enjoy. Shove your I'll see you tomorrow. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.